Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have some very petty things that people have done. Oh, great. <laughs> First one, I mailed cow poop to my stepdad on Father's Day. No regrets. Growing up, he was extremely abusive, especially to my brother, and would make fun of him for having ADHD and a physical disability. Of course, my mom was pissed. I don't talk to her anymore since she decided to stay with him. But my grandma, who loves her grandkids more than life itself, called me in a fit of tears from laughing. <laughs> she thought it was perfect. As long as I have my grandma's approval, I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I wouldn't feel guilty anyway, Hell asshole. no. Fuck him. Next one, coming out to my father was one of the worst experiences of my life. He made sure I, f- I felt the weight of his shame. Months later, he asked me to hang all of his family photos and Christian memorabilia. There was enough stuff to cover the entire living room wall and hallway. I hung them all crooked. Not <laughs> glaringly, obviously, but tilted just enough so it would n- never look right. Guests always seem to notice, but they must think it's intentional since every frame is crooked. Zero percent regret. (laughs) My ex-husband has always been big into video games. It was a lot worse when we started dating. I was 21 and he was 19. I remember sitting on the couch for hours while he played video games on the computer and feeling as if I was alone. He always wouldn't help around the house or he would do the bare minimum if it was going to interrupt his gaming time. I had suffered a lot of loss in my late teens and felt that I had to have someone or I would be miserable. Over time, I lost the sense of self, but eventually got into therapy and started getting myself back. Then I got mad. I was mad that I had been carrying this load by myself for so many years. We had a son by then. I was mad that I had lost myself in a relationship. I was mad I had picked a guy who didn't seem to really care about being a partner or dad. One morning, on my way to therapy, I left a list of things I had been asking him to do for weeks, and I took the computer with me. (laughs) Not the whole thing, just the actual computer part. I did my therapy and ran some errands and came home to an upset boyfriend who said (laughs) I didn't have the right to take his computer. It was my computer, by the way. But he did everything on the list, so honestly, I didn't care. We are no longer together, but I did get my two amazing kiddos from the relationship, so I'm always thankful for that. (laughs) Next one, I won't go into too much detail, but let's just say my ex ex loved attention a little too much and would take it wherever he could get it, even when it crossed the line and became straight up disrespectful to me. Months after, I finally cut him loose. While going through my things, I found an old love letter he had written to me. I decided to spray it with perfume, glitter bomb it, and mail it back to him. (laughs) I found out later from a mutual friend that it actually arrived on his birthday and made a huge mess. (laughs) It was the perfect revenge, and I don't regret it one bit. Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) I thought these were going to be bad. I like these. I know. These are great. (laughs) I won't go into ugly details of what a bad person my grandma was, but she also happened to be a horrible driver. She would hit other cars and drive off, litter out the window, drive recklessly, etc. My home state allows anyone to request driver re-examination from the DMV. 
I filled out the form and a supplemental page with all the glory details of her bad driving, plus her mental and physical health issues that she refused to treat. The DMV told her to see a doctor and then come in. She refused to do either, so they suspended her license. It was technically still suspended when she died. My only regret is I didn't do it sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one, I threw his toothbrush in the toilet. That was it. Okay. <laughs> Next one. I had found out that my soon-to-be ex was cheating on me with our uh, when our son was 11 weeks old. It started while I was pregnant. She knew the entire time that he was married with a newborn. I immediately told his entire family, but I didn't tell any of the kids, of course. The high school age ones eventually found out, but they didn't yet know who the other woman was. So I slipped her name to a few of them when I saw the family at Christmas. She was a teacher at their school. I also took every roll of toilet paper, every bath towel, and every pair of his underwear I could find out of the house when I moved out. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, my husband hates country music. Whenever I'm mad at him and we're driving together, I turn country music on and crank the volume. No regrets. Uh, next one, backstory. My ex was abusive and I have seizures sometimes. Once after a really bad fight, I pissed on his carpet and lay near it pretending to be unconscious so he'd have to clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's funny. (laughs) As soon as he's done, hop up. Next one, my ex-mother-in-law was a grade A bitch and hated me at first sight, but was quite happy to leech off me and my then-husband. When she visited, she would ask me to buy her toiletries, clothes, etc., then tell my then-husband that I was a spendaholic. She lays around the house and then bitch about me behind my back, saying she had to do everything for us while I swanned off uh, to my full-time job. Mm-hmm. The worst part was when she would tell my preteen daughters not to eat so much because they'd get fat and no one would want to marry them. Mm. My revenge? She used to stay in bed when visiting until we were about to leave the house, then come downstairs as we left so she could have her tea and breakfast in peace. I started to make her a cup of tea every morning, but I would spit in it every time. Do I regret it? Hell no. <laughs> That bitch deserved much worse, and only the only good thing about her is that I don't have to see her anymore. <laughs> uh, next one, I slept with his dad after he cheated. Oh, oh my gosh. All righty. <laughs> next one, my emotionally abusive ex-boyfriend was going bald at 21. Even after we broke up, he, he was trying to manipulate and hurt me. When I finally left him, I signed him up to get info calls about hair transplant from a hair transplant clinic. I don't regret it. (laughs) Next one, my ex-boyfriend had a selfie of me in his background on his phone. He insisted that I couldn't post it on any social media or use it for anything because it was his favorite photo and he he decided he owned it. Immediately after we broke up, I posted it on social media, and it became my Tinder profile picture for the week. (laughs) I had Tinder. Absolutely no fucks given and no regrets. 
Next one, one time my live-in boyfriend and I got in a fight and I left to stay with my parents for the night. Before I left, I made sure to take all the toilet paper, TV remotes, and phone chargers from the house. I came back the next day and he told me he didn't realize I had taken the toilet paper until he was on the toilet. I laughed just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of toilet paper taken. It, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. <laughs> Everyone needs toilet paper. Yeah, and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Next one, I'd go to his profiles on streaming services and five-star upvote or love shows he had no interest in watching. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Uh, my a-hole ex ditched me when I my car broke down while driving back from Orange County to Northern California in a caravan. I figured I was done with him for the umpteenth time and dismembered his favorite stuffed lion. He was oddly obsessed with it as an adult. Turns out we weren't quite done at the time, but I did eventually get out of the dumpster fire relationship. I don't actually regret what I did to that lion, though. That's weird. Yeah. <clears throat> Next one, my dad's family are low-key racist and never accepted my mom or me for having a non-white mom. They were thrilled when my parents got divorced, but that meant my mom stopped being the person to pick out all of their thoughtful, nice, pricey Christmas and birthday presents every year. My dad was useless at shopping, so he asked me to take over picking out all the family presents. Revenge is a dish best served from a decorative Christmas-themed cake knife that plays jingle bells <laughs> for an hour whenever you touch it. <laughs> and that's the least they deserve. Absolutely. Next one. In high school, my boyfriend of about three months broke up with me over email. I didn't see his message before school the next day. This was before smartphones. So I unknowingly kissed my now ex-boyfriend between classes, and he didn't say a word about it, uh, what he had done. Finally, I got home and realized he emailed me the day before and ended things with me. I went through and trashed all the memorabilia of our fallen relationship. Then I remembered I had his all-time favorite hoodie. Yeah, that went straight to the Goodwill, and I told him what I did over email. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one. My now ex-husband was being a colossal jerk while we were out. I came down with a migraine. He kept accusing me of not trying hard enough to feel better and being attention-seeking. Anyone who gets migraines knows you hit a point where anything that goes into your stomach is pretty much guaranteed to come right back up. He kept nagging me to drink this bottle of water, and I kept trying to tell him I'd puke, but he didn't believe me. When we were finally headed home, I chugged the water while walking to the car. Not two minutes into the ride, I uncontrollably projectile vomited all over the interior, despite my effort to get the window open. This car was brand spanking new, and he'd only had it a few months. He had to get it detailed. There was so much vomit in the nooks and crannies. I have zero regrets, and he stopped being a dick when I got migraines. <laughs> <laughs> and those are mine for the beginning. Okay, this week I did creepy experiences people had. Okay. This person says, I have two stories. All right. When I was about 10, I was reading in my room late at night. I had gotten up to use the bathroom, and on my way back to bed, I stood right in front of a woman figure. She was golden, spongy looking, but you could just tell it was a woman. I stood there saying to myself, shut up, it's just your imagination. So I put my hand out to touch her, and she moved her hand out to do the same. I ran and jumped in my bed, scared to death. Was it a mirror? 
I said she was golden spongy. Spongy looking? What is yeah. that? That's I don't know. weird. That is weird. Um, and this is the second story. My mother had died about nine years ago. She had been very sick mentally as well as physically. We had a bad relationship. A few months ago, I was laying in bed, almost asleep, when I heard her voice, crystal clear, as if she were in the room with me. She sounded angry and scared and yelled, Can you hear me? A split second after, my baby boy wakes up crying. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Years back, I was traveling Labor Day weekend to the beach. It was a three-hour drive, and the highway was quite congested. I was driving at a steady pace, let's say 70 miles per hour, right along with traffic. Anyway, I'd been driving behind the same car for miles and the same car behind me, so I was aware of who was around me. That matters at the end of the story. Anyway, I go to light my cigarette, and my lighter isn't where I put it last. I'm searching all over my car, and nope, no damn lighter anywhere. I get off the next exit, and to add to my irritation, take the wrong way off the exit. So I turn around and find the closest gas station. I run inside to buy a damn lighter, and I jump back in my car, and sitting on my passenger seat is my fucking lighter. (laughs) I was so confused, I would have seen it there. So I go to get back on the highway, and traffic is moving at a snail's pace. As I drive a little bit down the highway, I see the car that was in front of me flipped on the side of the highway, and the car behind me was on the other side of the highway, along with a few more crashed cars. It had just happened, as there was no ambulances or police. I was in shock. Intense emotions were flooding my head. I got off the next exit, pulled over, and sobbed. I have no idea what would have happened to me if my lighter hadn't gone missing, but it was pretty obvious that the outcome wouldn't have been very good. Holy shit. That's crazy. That is. That is crazy. I wonder, like, that makes you wonder if, you know, one day you can't find your keys for some reason Mm -hmm. and you spend five minutes looking for them. What did you avoid? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. And you're, you have no idea, so you're pissed. You're so pissed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i woke up a few nights in a row around the same time in the early morning hours looked to the end of my bed husband next to me the room dark and sat up to a dark figure wearing a fedora type hat in what looked like a trench coat no facial features just black it appeared to have a male form like i said no facial features but i still felt like it was staring at me and it was really pissed off at me This happened a few nights in a row. I did some research and found other people have experienced something similar. Some people attribute it to sleep paralysis, but I have seen shadows before in previous homes, just not like this one. So who knows, but it was creepy as all hell. It's the hat man. I don't ever remember him wearing a fedora hat, though. Oh, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought it was usually like a cowboy hat or like a... No. It's usually a fedora hat. Really? Yeah. At least all the stories I've heard. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I do remember the trench coats and wondering, is it very windy and rainy where they're coming from? I don't know. That's weird. (laughs) It is weird. I was four years old. We held something of a family reunion down at my grandparents' huge two-story house in Southern California. My relatives were down there, all of them. And we were invited to just sleep at my grandparents' place as opposed to checking into a hotel. 
So we were all spread around the house in various rooms while I slept with my mom on the floor of my grandparents' room. I still remember the pillow I was using, a purple-red Pocahontas pillow. Anyway, we fell asleep after bidding everyone a good night, and after a few hours, I woke up. It was dark and I was alone. This sounds bizarre, it makes no sense, but I distinctly remember waking up and not finding my mom next to me or my grandparents in their bed. I guess my young mind hadn't quite grasped the horror of the situation because after tugging away their bedclothes and finding nothing, I decided leaving the room would be a brilliant idea. I searched the whole house, left the lights out for fear of waking anyone, but you'll see why that's weird in a sec. Jumped on air mattresses, beds, you name it, and everyone was gone. My parents, cousins, uncles, aunts, grandparents. I was completely alone. And the cars were still there, in the garage and out. After searching the house, I went downstairs and curled up on the sofa in front of their big screen TV, noticing the clock read 2.37 a.m. I fell asleep, I guess, and woke to my mother frantically looking for me because I wasn't there when she woke up. Everything was back to normal, unlike when darkness fell. I could chalk this up as sleep paralysis or a simple nightmare, but I don't remember any of my other nightmares, and I remember all this with crystal clarity. Even to this day, nearly 20 years later, still freaks me out. I have no clue what could have happened. That is fucking weird. That is weird. And you would remember walking around the freaking house looking for everybody. I mean, it's... You can't. Well, yeah. Well, you'd, you're not even in the same place that you originally yeah. fell asleep. Oh, my gosh. What? Where'd they go? I don't know. That's weird. I have no evidence, nor do I have any other witnesses, but I remember sleeping at a friend's house one night on the floor next to his bed. The way I was positioned was that I was facing the closed bedroom door and I had fallen asleep almost instantly. It was around three in the morning and I had woken up almost icy frozen and with sleep paralysis and that feeling of terror. I could only move my eyes and when I did, I looked and saw a figure above the door in the top corner of the ceiling holding itself up like Spider-Man. There was no way to describe what it looked like because it seemed shapeless, yet I could make out arms and legs. And it sounded like it was making clicking noises, like it was rattling its teeth, fidgeting around and scratching itself fast enough it looked like motion blur. In horror, I stared at this thing, now unable to look away until it decided to climb down onto the the floor and open the fucking door and slip out into the house. At that moment, I bolted to the door, closed it, and turned on the lights, waking my friend in the process. I asked my friend about it, and he grew a little pale, but he has only seen shadows, but nothing graphic like that. I hope to God I never experience oh, me too. sleep paralysis. Oh, me too. That I, I would die. I think. That would be horrible. Yeah. I used to work weekend nights, and my wife would always be home alone with her car in the driveway. <laughs> that didn't really make sense. No, it didn't. I used to work weekend nights, and my wife would always be home alone. I guess, okay. and, and her car was in the driveway. Okay. I don't know. makes why but okay one particular saturday i was at work and my wife happened to go out with her friend her friend picked her up so her car was still in the driveway when i got home at 1 a.m the power to the house was out i went to check the circuit breaker and saw that the padlock on it had been cut i promptly went inside and called 911 here is the conclusion i have come to 
though I'm open to alternatives. Someone had been watching us for a while and knew our habits. That Saturday, they saw her car in the driveway and my car gone. They cut the lock and threw the circuit breaker. This would have baited her outside. She would have been outside with the front door unlocked and quite vulnerable. I bought a nice bottle of wine for her friend and a shotgun for the house. Okay, I'm very confused. So, every Saturday, I guess he worked. Is that what it is? Yeah. He was at work. She was at home. And her car was the only one in the driveway. Got it. So, one Saturday, she ended up going out with her friend. Her friend picked her up. Got that. And so, her car was still in the driveway. Right. When he got home, the electricity was out. Right. So, he went and checked the breaker. Someone had cut the breaker line or whatever. Got it. So, what he thinks happened is that someone had been watching their movements and didn't realize that she had left and thought she was still there. Okay. Went, cut the breaker line or whatever it was so that the electricity would go out, realized that she wasn't home and must have left. Okay. That's where I'm confused. Why the fuck would she go outside if her electricity went out? Would she go? Is there a circuit breaker outside? It might be. They cut the lock and threw the circuit breaker. It has to be outside, right? Especially if it's got a lock on it. That's kind of weird. Yeah. That makes more sense, I guess. But I, I was just like, why would she go outside if her power went out? Like, that is not something you normally do, right? So it says that he checked the circuit breaker. And when he saw that the padlock had been cut, he promptly went inside. Okay. 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 So... It could have been a little bit more clear on that. So they think that you know, they were trying to like kidnap or hurt this wife? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, that's scary. Yeah. Back when AIM was big and I was 14, AIM, A-I-M. A-I-M. Yeah. I went to an anime <laughs> convention. I wanted to make some friends there, so I met some people and gave them my AIM screen name so that after the convention, we could keep in touch. After the con, only one person contacted me. I couldn't remember precisely who he was, but I gathered that he was a guy and a couple years older than me. Our conversations were very normal at first. How are you? What's up? Sort of things. But then he started to talk about sex. Like I mentioned, at the time I was 14 and I was a late bloomer, so I wasn't interested in sex at all. Oh, you're 14? Yeah. No. I remember during one of these conversations, he mentioned that it would be funny to see me having sex. I responded awkwardly and tried to change the subject. Then he started sending me pictures. The pictures he sent me were of his penis photoshopped into a mushroom. But the penis underneath was still very obvious and apparent. I freaked out and stopped talking to him immediately. After a couple of weeks, I blocked him and changed my screen name just to be sure. About three years later, I had forgotten about him and was going on with my life as usual. Then I got an email in my inbox. I read it, and to my disbelief, it was from the same guy. I remembered his AIM screen because it was very distinctive. The email said something like, Hey, I talked to you a couple years ago and found your email by Googling your old AIM screen name. What the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Because my new email address had nothing to do with my old AIM screen name. I had stopped using that AIM name years ago 
In fact, I hadn't even used AIM in over a year. I deleted, ignored the email. A couple years after that, I'm in college. I took an abnormal psychology course that was held in a lecture hall. After the first week, I started getting to know the people sitting around me. One guy in particular seemed to know me. I didn't remember him at all. He mentioned meeting me at a convention a couple years ago. Still, I wasn't concerned because at this point, I had been to about 20 conventions, two a year since I was 13. I pretended like I remembered him to avoid the awkwardness of the situation. He gave me his Facebook name, so as I was sitting in class, I pulled up his Facebook page. I looked over his general information, and then I saw it. The same AIM screen name that kept haunting me. What? I tried to not freak out right there in class, but chills ran down my spine. How in the hell could a guy I met at a convention, blocked, turned up a couple years later in my email, turn up once again in my psychology psychology class in college? And is he like stalking her? That's what it sounds is like. Is it coincidence? The I don't know. The, the, the class would be more feasible as a coincidence to me. Mm-hmm. The screen thing looked like he had been looking for her for years. Yeah. Gross. What the fuck? And that was my last one. All right. I have intuitive people are revealing when they listen to their gut and it paid off. Cool. First one, I told the ER doctor as he handed me discharge papers, if I walk out those doors, I will die. I was desperate as it was my fourth discharge from the ER and the ninth doctor who told me the level 10 pain in my head that shot down my neck was a migraine. This isn't a migraine. Please, I'm dying, I begged. I told everyone. I was finally admitted but ignored for five days as I laid in the most extreme pain of my life. I couldn't even move my eyes from side to side yet was given nothing but a Tylenol before I was finally given an MRI. The doctor held my hands as she delivered the news. Massive stroke, pulmonary embolism. I was about to die, and it was a miracle I wasn't seizing. I ripped my hands away and yelled, I know! Now can I please have a freaking painkiller? 70% of 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 the blood flow out of my brain was blocked by a blood clot that spanned the entire circumference of my brain as well as my entire right jugular. It had traveled to my lungs, causing a pulmonary embolism. I knew it wasn't a migraine. That sucks. Yeah. Fucking people. Next one, I was driving my friend to her future college fall. Hmm? It says, I was driving my friend to her future college fall when we were in high school. Um... I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. Anyway, it was a two-lane highway most of the way. As we were driving back down, we passed a semi and almost got into a head-on collision. We both took a minute to breathe and recover until our panic turned into hysterical laughter. We continued down, and there was a lake that I didn't know existed, and I was so drawn to it. I told her I had a feeling we needed to stop there on our way back, so we did. It was a basic body of water. We stopped for like 15 minutes and enjoyed the sunshine and summer breeze. 15 minutes up the road, the highway patrol was in process of totally shutting down the highway. There'd been a horrific accident. Someone had tried to pass a semi. We would have been in the crash or right behind it if we hadn't stopped. Mm -mm. That's another one of those. Yeah. Crazy. Next one, about 15 years ago, I was on holiday break from school, so my mom and I decided to meet my sister at her work for lunch. 
After eating at a nearby restaurant, we decided to walk back toward where she worked for some shopping. There were two routes from where we were to her store, the short route and the longer route. I told my mom and sister that we needed to go the longer way. My sister, already ahead and right by a derelict building, walked back toward me from a shorter path to make fun of me and point out that my route was longer. Literally the second she was a centimeter away from the derelict building, the roof, slates, and old iron gutters came crashing off the building onto the pavement and road. We would have all been under that if I hadn't gotten the urge to go the longer way that day. Hmm. Crazy. I wonder what it is. Is it guardian angels? It has is it to be. Our I, own inner danger warning system or... Who knows? It's crazy. Hmm. Next month, my brother and I were supposed to take a train to a neighborhood small town to visit our granduncle's family on a Saturday years ago. I was about to book the tickets for us for Saturday for the train's web on the train's website, but for some reason I felt compelled to click on Friday instead. I followed that feeling. Saturday morning in our granduncle's home, we saw the news on TV. The train we were originally planning crashed into an oncoming train from the opposite direction. Many people died and so many others were injured. I was shocked, horrified, and couldn't even speak as my brother and I exchanged looks in the living room. My brother and I feel very lucky to be alive today and we try to listen to our intuition even more. Yeah. Yeah. Next one, we have a small creek that flows behind, beside and behind our house. It's at the bottom of a seven foot deep ravine. It gets backed up when it rains because of the, because of all the trees around. So I carved a couple of steps into the dirt to get up and down easier. After a particularly violent thunderstorm, I could hear the water and knew there was a debris blockage. I grabbed a rake and climbed down to remove whatever was backing up the water. The moment I finished, I got this image of myself climbing out of the ditch quickly, not even bothering to use the stairs. It was weird because I always used them. I shrugged off the feeling after a bit, and as I took one step toward the steps, I felt something touch my hair, and then extreme pain across my shoulder blade. A dead tree branch over 11 feet long had fallen and broke across my back. I barely missed my skull. Wow. I scrambled up and quickly got inside, straight to the big mirror in the bathroom to see how bad it was. There was a huge red stripe on my back, and my knee was bleeding a bit. It didn't sink in until the next day, but if I hadn't moved when I did, that thing would have smashed into my head. I would have been knocked unconscious, left to drown in nasty, muddy water. That is crazy. Yeah. Next one, I saved my grandma. My dad passed away earlier this year, so I flew from Florida to Arizona and drove to Mexico for his funeral. I arrived back in Florida on the 17th, and on the 19th, she was acting very weird. She wasn't on Messenger, which she always was, and was not answering my calls, which she never did. I was scared, though everyone said she was just depressed over her son and was okay, but I knew better. I called the police for a wellness check, asked her landlord to open her door, and called her friend who lived close by to check on her. Everyone said she looks awful and she's in horrible shape. I called an ambulance and they took her in that same day, the 19th. When she got to the hospital, she was given 10 bags of pure potassium. She had zero in her blood or body. The doctor said I saved her life and that she was a miracle patient since she since they had initially given her a 1% chance of making it through the night. 
Wow. I think about it a lot, and I don't know if I would have made it through the passing of my father and my grandmother in the span of 12 days. That would have been horrible. Oh, my yeah. God. I woke up puking with severe abdominal pain. At first, I thought it was a hangover and was treating it as such. But something kept nagging at me that I should go to the doctor. I called and an assistant suggested that it was just an upset stomach. That just didn't sell with, sit well with me. So I asked my husband to take me to the hospital, a place I try to avoid at all costs right away. My appendix had ruptured as we were wheel- as they were wheeling me into the operating room to get it out. Hmm. Sometimes you you just need to listen to your body. Next one, when I was 10 years old, my mom was waiting for me so we could walk down to the shop for her soda and cigarettes. For some reason, I kept stalling. We were on the front porch and she was getting upset at me, but I just didn't want to go to her. At that moment, a car smashed through the front yard and skidded down the path in front of our house. We would have been right on that path had she gone when she planned. Mm. Next one, I was 41 weeks pregnant with my second child and there were no signs of contractions. I went to the hospital for a checkup because of regular bleeding and the doctor kept telling me my baby was fine. There was nothing wrong and that I'd have to wait a week to come back and induce labor. I felt panic and told the doctor I was scared of losing my baby. I didn't sleep well anymore because of that fear and it only increased with every day that passed. It felt like my daughter was trapped inside of me instead of me carrying her. Something told me I could not wait any longer. The doctor reluctantly made an appointment to induce labor the next day. My baby was born with the umbilical cord tightly wound around her neck. Luckily, she was quickly released from it and hadn't suffered a critical lack of oxygen during labor. I woke up with a blood transfusion in my arm and needed several bags of blood. My beautiful daughter is now four years old. Sometimes I think about what would have happened if I followed the doctor's advice to wait. I had an unexpected severe postpartum bleeding after my firstborn, and my second pregnancy ended in a miscarriage after nine weeks. So that could explain my nervous feelings throughout my third pregnancy. Still, I'm glad I trusted my intuition instead of rationalizing it as hormones and previously bad experiences. Yeah. Next one, I went to pick up my son from school to take him to a therapy appointment. I stopped to talk to the receptionist and something told me our chat was important and that I needed to stand there and talk to her. So I did. When I regained consciousness, medics were loading me onto a stretcher into the ambulance. I had a full tonic clonic seizure, passed out and hit my head on the ground. I'm not epileptic. Uh, had never had a seizure before and hadn't had one since. If I hadn't stood there talking for those 10 minutes and had left when I planned, I would have had that seizure behind the wheel going 80 miles per hour on the interstate to an appointment with my son in the car. Holy shit. That gave me chills. Me too. Next one, my mom went to Paris alone for a work trip when I was 12. She was walking down the street when she suddenly felt a strong compulsion to stop and look at a window of a shop. She was late for a meeting, so she tried to shake it off and keep walking, but a voice in her head insisted she should stop and look at the window. She paused only briefly. Then a flower pot fell from an eighth-story balcony and grazed her forehead. If she hadn't paused slightly and walked ahead, it would have hit her straight on the head. If she had listened to her first instinct and stopped, the flower pot would have completely missed her. But uh, she's got a nasty scar on her forehead and is still alive. Hmm. 
When I was seven months pregnant, I had a weird stomach pain that I couldn't identify as well as just a feeling of dread. I did it all the natural things one does when trying to relieve stomach pain, but I felt like something was off. I went to the drugstore to buy some Tums and randomly decided to check my blood pressure. It was high, but I figured the machine was off. I went home and casually told my husband I was going to go get checked out because I thought I could be in labor. The pain that was unusual, turns out it was HELP, HELP syndrome, which is a form of preeclampsia. The pain in my stomach was my liver shutting down. No. Four days in the ICU and a baby later, I was healed. Wow. Crazy. Next one, I never call out of work. It's a weird point of pride for me. One day, I just had a really weird feeling. I decided to call in sick and stayed home with my boyfriend. I just had to. About an hour after I would have left for work, my boyfriend experienced a grand mal seizure. Mm. He had never had one before and stopped breathing. I was able to get him help right away. If he had been alone, I'm not sure what would have happened. I got chills again. So crazy. I know. Next one, I supposedly saved my boyfriend's life. We were getting dinner ready for the kids. He was behind me, and I was in front of the sink facing the wall. I got a weird feeling, so I dropped what I was doing and followed this urge to give him the Heimlich without even looking at him first. In the back of my head, I thought, he's going to be so mad at me. That is until a huge chunk of meat came flying out of his mouth. The kids didn't notice or see since they were at the table, and we went back to doing what we were doing. After dinner, he told me he was getting tunnel vision and was about to pass out when I came along. He was so embarrassed about making a scene and was struggling to dislodge the meat completely, blocking his airway. Wow. What? That's crazy. That is crazy. Next one, my family was eating at this restaurant in a strip mall about five minutes from home when we all abruptly uh, felt we should leave in the middle of the meal. We paid very quickly and left, thinking how weird the feeling was. About halfway home, we realized my dad left his wallet, so we went back. When we got back to the restaurant, there was a car crashed into the window. Four minutes after we had left, a car drove into the restaurant right into the window booth we had been sitting in. Luckily, no one else had been seated there yet. So they all? Yeah. They all want to leave. That is crazy. That is crazy. Next one, there was a potential for icy road conditions the next day. I discussed with my husband which which would be the safest direction to go to work the following day. He told me not to get on the express or toll lane because there are barriers on each side that could be really dangerous with ice. Once I got on the road, I didn't see any ice at all. So I drove toward the entrance of the toll road. Then I got this strange feeling. I recalled the conversation I had with my husband the night before and stayed on the main road. Turns out that over the next hill, there was, an I- there was ice on the road that caused a 150-car pileup on the toll road where eight people died. Other than being stuck in traffic for three hours, I was completely fine. I'm so thankful for that conversation with my husband and trusting my gut. And this is my last one. I walked to my car alone and was about to open the door when I heard a clatter off to the side. A man who looked like he was frail and in his 60s had dropped some things. I'd seen him earlier on my way to my car. I was about to turn around and go help him, but suddenly I had this voice inside me say, don't turn around, ignore him, get into your car. I listened to the voice. When I sat in my car, I looked out the window. He suddenly picked up the stuff easily and quickly. He was no longer stooped and frail looking. 
I instantly remembered the stories about Ted Bundy, locked my doors, and drove away as quick as I could. To this day, I'm still creeped out when I think of the situation. He was so convincing as an old man who needed help, when really he was clearly very able-bodied and pretending. Uh, who talked to her? Who talked in her head? I don't know. It was, I don't know. That's crazy. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! I told my mom I, th- I thought parenting got easier as the kids get older, and she laughed so hard she <laughs> cried a little. <laughs> so true. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's never going to, or it's like, it's, it's, it's got to stop one day, it doesn't. No, no, it does not. That's funny. Me, what did you have for snack at preschool today? Four-year-old. Well, it was a munching thing, and it looked like a square taco, but it wasn't a chocolate cookie. What? (laughs) Okay. What the fuck are they talking about? Uh, Who knows? But it wasn't a chocolate cookie. (laughs) That's funny. Which apparently that's what they really wanted. Heard my boyfriend in the other room say, your mother taught you better than that. And it turns out that my kid and his friend accepted balloons from a clown on the street. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) My six-year-old and I witnessed people fighting at the store, and she looks over at me and goes, this is the last time I come to Earth. What? Mm, that's weird. I don't blame her, but what? Yeah. That's Where kinda... do you usually go? Weird. I love it. My son is sick, so his voice is all congested sounding, and he asked me for crepes for breakfast. So I googled a crepe recipe, <laughs> made a crepe, even though I never have before, put it down in front of him, and he was like, these aren't, these are grapes? <laughs> he just wanted some grapes. <laughs> That would have been so much easier. <laughs> Seriously, I'm thinking. Okay, so he goes and asks for some grapes, and then like what? Three hours later, <laughs> he gets a crepe. Like, what the fuck did you do? Grow these yourself? Shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you know how there's always that one coworker who doesn't stop talking and won't let you get any work done. That's basically what it's like having a kid. <laughs> yeah. My kid was asked to write about a favorite family vacation at school, and she decided to write about the time she watched her favorite YouTube family go to Hawaii. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Kids these days. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a YouTube video of someone else going on vacation. I'll write about that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Dads love saying, this is the warmest it will be for the next few days as as a cold front moves in. Okay, that's not very funny. My eight-year-old brought a whistle home for his six-year-old sister, so he's grounded in a room with her until college. (laughs) That's great. That's what you get. (laughs) First rule of maintaining a healthy marriage while parenting an infant is nothing is nothing that's said between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. can be held against you. I like that. Probably a good one. Yeah. <laughs> My nine-year-old just came downstairs and said he had... See, no, 
It's getting to be the end of the night and I'm tired. <laughs> My nine-year-old just came downstairs and said he and his seven-year-old brother were playing a game they called Doggy Style. Oh, God. They were dressing up our dog in different clothes. I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> doggy Style. <laughs> so innocent that's hilarious <laughs> oh my gosh in case you ever wondered about the joys of parenting my child just requested chicken nuggets but with no chicken in them what? you can just take the chicken out okay that's so easy just take it out <laughs> one of y'all's sons has a crush on my daughter and gave her his glasses today <laughs> his prescription glasses that he cannot see without just like a boy doing anything to impress a girl, giving up the gift of sight is crazy. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. It is adorable. <laughs> oh, here are my glasses. I can't see, but it's okay. <laughs> Kids at bedtime are like raccoons on cocaine and in the morning sloths on melatonin. It's amusing that my husband doesn't want me touching his new MacBook Pro because he thinks I'll drop it, but he's totally cool with me picking up our kids. <laughs> Priorities. That's right. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> I introduced my kids to ramen too early, and they're tired of eating it, and now I have no idea how they're going to survive in college. Oh, shit. <laughs> We hit many milestones as parents. Personally, I'm looking forward to the we no longer need an entire cabinet of sippy cups, <laughs> tops, and straws phase. Oh my gosh, I remember that. I know. Horrible. If imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, then my wife will be so proud of our son for dropping the F-bomb at kindergarten today. Oh no. <laughs> My two-year-old discovered pockets and is now competing with the squirrels to store more acorns before winter. I think he may win. <laughs> well, I'm in the audience of a sixth-grade orchestra concert, so technically I'm fine, but spiritually I'm on the edge of my sanity. <laughs> Been there. I was looking into party ideas for my twin's sixth birthday and came across someone who does slime and glitter parties, so I reported them to the police. <laughs> That is definitely a crime. <laughs> that is. That is. <laughs> I'm Mom. You might remember me from such hits as Wear Whatever You Want and its sequel, No, Not That. <laughs> I don't think it's real blood. It looks like red paint. My kid examining the plastic axe that came with his Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I feverishly cleaned my whole house today because I don't want to be judged by a seven-year-old that's coming over for a play date with my daughter. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> Six-year-old, is that a mosquito bite on your face? <laughs> Me? No, it's a zit. You might get them when you're a teenager. Six-year-old, but why do you have one year old? <laughs> Me, the world is a cruel, cruel place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me as a new parent, what the fuck? Me as a seasoned parent, what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't get any better. No. And that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. I saw a TikTok where it said, if you ask 
almost anyone, they will have one experience that they can't quite explain. Mm-hmm. So if you have any unexplained experiences, write in ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.